Messi. Hey, welcome back to the Thundercast. I'm your host, Connor Sanders, back with my co-host, Kelton Jacobson. How you doing, Kelton? I'm great, Connor. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, great to have you back on. Did you enjoy your weekend? How was it? I had a I had a pretty interesting weekend, Connor. I actually got a new new dog this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is the second one my wife and I got, and uh, she's just a little baby, so haven't been sleeping the last couple of nights. You know, you got to take her out to, to pee every couple of minutes, <laughs> but you know, it's... It's she's so cute. Yeah, that's she's a so cute. Nice way to end a, a very chaotic week, I'm sure. But we are back here with you on the Thundercast. Um, I I want to before we move too far. I want to point out that you have a naming theme with your dogs, which is very I, precious. I do, I do. So our first dog, we we named her Blue, um, and then our second dog, we couldn't decide. And then we uh, when we picked her up, we really liked. Uh, we thought she looked like a little bean. <laughs> so we started calling her Navy Bean. So uh, we have blue and, and navy. That's so cute. So navy blue, yeah. That's yeah. so cute. I went back up to Salt Lake this weekend and um, I played, well, I didn't play baseball, but I went to a batting cage <laughs> and just swung a bat <laughs> with my brothers and just took some pitches. And that felt good. I have a massive callus yeah, that I, got I ripped the open on my now. thumb. I have another oh cut goodness. on my hand from... We didn't have batting gloves or anything. I hadn't played <laughs> baseball in such a long time, <laughs> but it was fun to go do it. You didn't get caught in the snow? No. Well, driving back, our caught just, back. just slightly, but we're back here. We're back with SU Athletics discussion. I think the leading story from the weekend that we missed, um, not that we missed, that just happened between the last podcast and now, mm-hmm. um, the Standard Examiner published uh, a story last week, uh, excuse me, not last week, on Monday, um, announcing that Weber State will not be having in-person attendance for their men's and women's basketball games at the D Event Center. It uh, looks like there will be media allowed in attendance, but they will not have live fans, something we talked about last week. Kelton was that we were really excited for the opportunity to have fans and right. people out cheering, but you know, you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. And now, after Governor Gary Herbert announced a bunch of new COVID-19 regulations, including a statewide mask mandate. Um, no fans in attendance for Weber. What, what are your thoughts on that, Kelton? It's it's going to be a tough couple of months. Um, I know at least for SUU, I'm not too sure what Weber's doing as far as their academics go. At least for us here at SUU, we, we're going home after Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, which is kind of interesting because that's when basketball starts. I believe uh, our first game's on the 23rd third or the 25th um and then weaver states is on the 25th so they're gonna have no fans for about a month at least uh, they said they'd re-examine it on the 31st um when they when they come back for for classes so again like we said last week connor it really comes down to socially distancing wearing masks uh, you heard gary herbert say that it was us it was the yeah. college eight students that <laughs> that we're kind of causing the problems. Um, and whether that be true or not, you know, we, we got to do our part. So uh, hopefully, at least here at SUU, we'll be able to have fans. I'm not too sure. I'm sure SUU might follow suit. I don't know that. Um, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say, I mean, just because of being in the same state under the same, um, you know, guidelines, jurisdiction, 
I think it's not safe to assume that um, that there will be no fans, but I think it's it, it would be logical mm-hmm. that uh, if, if two schools in the same state, if, if we were talking about, you know, Northern Colorado and some other school in Colorado, if you if if that school closed and had no fans, you would anticipate that the other school, Adams State or whatever, would also <laughs> not have fans right. in attendance. Right. Um, that spells trouble for, not trouble, but I mean that's not what you want to see for SUU, who, as we have been talking about over and over, this is a huge season for the men's basketball mm-hmm. team. Um, the women's basketball team also in the, in a pretty interesting season. And having fans would make a huge difference for them. But, I mean, it's out of their hands at this point. Yeah. Connor, let me ask you a question. Who Who's going to determine whether or not SU can have fans? Is that going to be President Wyatt? Is that Debbie Corum? Do you so, know? So, I'm not sure. Um, it's an interesting. It's interesting that Weber State made the announcement. It's not like the, the new guidelines that Governor Herbert announced leave plenty of space for gatherings at universities. Right. But SU just announced that all in-person activities mm-hmm. will be canceled over the next two weeks or will be moving to, moving to a virtual event. Um, that spells, to me at least, that in, unless things change, unless um, COVID cases start slowing down in and around the area and, and just in Utah, um, I think that, uh, that that spells trouble for, for having fans in attendance. I think really the decision comes down to President Wyatt working with the athletic mm-hmm. department. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a joint decision. I think um, SU has been very careful about um, wanting to slow the spread of, of cases on campus. And even over the last few weeks, there's been an incremental increase. Right. So I don't know who, who makes that final call. I think it'll be more of a, a community or not a community, a committee decision, sure. multiple voices giving input. But um, I think that there's more incentive here to play uh we've been at a moderate risk level mm-hmm. when the rest of the state has been mm-hmm. at a high transmission level. It's true. It's true. So I think, and there have been big public, I mean, we had the COVID-19 protest concert here in Iron County, the Iron County commissioners and local government are very supportive of trying to keep things normal the mm-hmm. way they were. So if, if there was a place that there would be in-person attendance, I don't, I think SCU would be on that list. Right. Um, but I think that there's there's just so much that goes into this. You don't want to have a super spreading event Absolutely, on your campus yeah, or anything no. like that. So yeah, you don't want another Notre Dame on your hands. So yeah, exactly. And so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. I, I will we'll also follow up with SU athletics to see what the decision um, will look like, and we'll have that updated for you as soon as official news comes out. But just the fact that Weber State is electing to not have fans in attendance um, I, again that wasn't a Big Sky mandate. That wasn't a local government mandate that was we were state just coming out and saying we're not having fans Mm -hmm. and that's just the final decision so that's something to keep an eye on Um, you mentioned kelton that we were the su will be sending all the students home after thanksgiving break um, and that actually includes the suu football team as head coach demario warren has recently stated Uh, so su football after a long summer and fall of getting Mm -hmm. ready for the season will now take a break between thanksgiving and january um, and su's football schedule was just recently released they start at the end of february so they get about six weeks off and then they got six weeks on and then the yeah. season starts yeah it's really interesting too connor because they said uh or they they actually participated in a full scrimmage uh just a couple weeks ago yeah so they were really 
you know, picking up some steam. Of course, it snowed over the weekend. We don't know how that affected their practice schedule. We don't have an indoor facility here. So I'm, I'm interested to see yeah. uh, how that's going to affect their season, at least the start to their season. Of course, they're opening up against uh, Cal Poly who uh, we lost to last season. Cal, Pol- Cal Poly only won two, uh, two conference games yes. last season, and one of them was against us. Yeah, so let's, um, before we zoom in on Cal Poly, let's just take a broad look at the schedule. Sure. There's six games. Um, my initial impression, well, let's read the, the six opponents. Starts on February 27th at Cal Poly um, for SUU and San Luis Obispo, which is actually quietly a, a victory. You do not want to be playing in Cedar City in February. <laughs> um, they'll be happy to go to Southern California for that game. Um, and then March 6th, they go to Northern Colorado. That one will be cold and probably miserable. Um, and then we bring, we come back to Cedar City to host Idaho State on March 13th. And then they have their bye week the week of March 20th. And then they host Weber State on March 27th, which is sure to be a, a really exciting game. And then they go to Flagstaff um, in on April 3rd to play Northern Arizona. And then they end the season at home on April 10th uh, against Idaho. Kelton, tell me your just initial impressions when we, you saw the schedule reveal. I, I think it's a little favorable to, to SUU football, yeah. if I'm honest. I mean, one team, I think, out of the six had a winning record last season. Yes. And that was Weber State. Uh, the next uh closest team to a winning record was Idaho at five and seven so again you 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 get a pretty favorable schedule here Uh, SUU we've been improving season after season we should uh, hopefully you know win the games that we're supposed to win this season and you hope Connor that Weber State um, and we'll talk about them in a minute but Weber State can drop one or two and if SUU wins the wins uh, wins the games that they're supposed to win and Weber State drops one or two, that could be very, very favorable and look very, very good for SUU. Absolutely. I think this is going to be a weird season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there will be any games that anyone is supposed to win because <laughs> who knows, you know, if, if, right. you're, if your tight end room gets a little COVID outbreak and then mm-hmm. you have no available tight ends, you have to revolutionize your offense between right. one Saturday to the next. Um, that could completely change the outcome. But like you say, the, um, five of these six teams, no, excuse me, four of, si- of the six tied with SU and finished in ninth place last season. That's Cal Poly, UNC, Idaho State, and Northern Arizona all. Only two and six in conference play. Um, and so you think, you know, if SU, they get real hype and they somehow steal this game against Weber in Cedar City, you're looking at a really good chance to have a winning record and um, maybe even make a little bit of noise beyond just the Big Sky Conference level. I think if Demario Warren can have the guys hitting the ground running after they come back from their break, they've mm-hmm. been improving incrementally um, from last season where they, well, two seasons ago they won one, one game, game, now they won three. Can they somehow make the jump and go five, five. and one or, or, or go four and two? I think. Um, Really, with the way the schedule broke, and obviously teams are going to improve season to season, I think that 500 is a, a very fair baseline goal. I think that they can do even better on that. Um, all right, well, let's take it game by game. Sure. Just give you a little little close look at a, at what we're looking at for SU football in the spring. So the very first contest, as we mentioned, will be February 27th. Um, 
so nice to see that 2021 in the year <laughs> column. We're coming for you, baby. Yeah, we're, we're, we can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, Cal Poly finished 3-8 and eight overall last season, 2-6 and six in the conference. And one of those wins was at the Eccles Coliseum. Um, they won on a last-second field goal miss by SUU, 24-21. to 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, Option team, so they love to get the ball on the ground, um, as you point out. And with Doy Trans-Samson rushing for over 1,000 yards last season, and he's returning for another year. So it should be an interesting matchup there for SU. It will be. Yeah, like you said, they love to run the ball. Uh, SU averaged about uh, – they allowed about four yards per carry last season, I think the statistic was. So, you know, that's – It'll be interesting to see if SEU can can stop stop him, stop Trans Hampson. He's yeah. he's electric. He's good. So uh, that'll be an interesting game. Again, it's in Southern California. We'll see how our players react to getting a little bit warmer and getting out of the snow. So yeah, yeah. that'll be a good one to start. And that's a great litmus test for the run defense. <laughs> and if you ever want to play an option team, I think you want the full six weeks of prep to. Yeah. To be running scout team yeah. and, and getting a look at what the option's going to be like. I think that that's a real uh, another underrated nice break for SU to get the option team in their first game of the season. Uh, focus on just getting your assignment right and and focusing on who's going to get the ball, making the right reads on defense. And like I said, great litmus test because the the run defense was was a bit of a struggle for SU last season, and we'll I think we'll know pretty much from the get go whether or not they will have shored that up against Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's let's go ahead and move to uh, UNC, Northern Colorado. They're playing um, at Northern Colorado uh, on March 6th. Uh, Northern Colorado, again, tied for ninth in the conference, mm-hmm. went 2-6. and six. They were 2-10 and ten overall last year. Um, they got a new quarterback this year. Their uh, last quarterback... Uh, actually was a graduate student. I didn't okay. know that. So so he's uh, he's gone. Their new quarterback this year, uh, it's looking like it's going to be Connor Reagan. Um, okay. He played a little bit last year, threw, threw the ball a few times, didn't throw any touchdowns, threw one interception. Uh, but he is a senior. So, you know, he's been with this offense for get a couple of years. So, he's yeah, he's going to get a shot. Yeah, I think that's another great opportunity for SU. Winning on the road, always difficult. Um but a, another team in transition, a team that struggled last season, um, a team that I think SU could come right out and, and on paper look pretty much even with them. And I think that's a game that SU, again, they could go in and that would be such a a great start to the season if they were, were able to go 2-0 and against mm-hmm. these teams. If, Especially if, on the road. Exactly. And then to come back home <laughs> the next two games um, – Versus Idaho State, another two and six mm-hmm. finisher. Um, SU destroyed Idaho State last season, f- fifty nine to thirty four. I think we had two pick sixes in that game, mm-hmm. um, and that Idaho State got some garbage time points to yeah. keep it close yeah. anyway. So, I think we, I think we want, I want to say we scored like forty nine points in the first half of that game. So, um, another good sight on the schedule. You'd mm-hmm. love to see them instead of Montana State, who made the semifinal of the FCS football playoff last season, <laughs> or Montana, who's always tough, or Eastern Washington, who is mm-hmm. always tough. Um, so very good news for SU that they get Idaho State on the schedule this year. You know, you build up, if, if, if you can go 3-0 and in these first three games, mm-hmm. you build up that momentum. Yeah, you have a bye week in between Idaho State and then the next game against Weber State, but what would 3-0 and mean to this team 
uh, going against their rival Weber State. They have all the confidence in the world at that point. It would be great. Yeah, and can you imagine how electric campus would be if we go 3-0 and and then you have those two weeks mm-hmm. where we're all just looking at Weber? Mm-hmm. The, the beat Weber signs will be everywhere, everywhere. for two weeks everywhere. because we'll have that bye week in between. And again, this breaks very favorably for Demario Warren and the SU football staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you get two weeks to prepare for Weber in what is by far the biggest game of the season. Um, Weber finished 11-4 and four last season. They played 15 games, 7-1 um, and one in conference, uh, beat us 29-14 to 14 up in Weber. And they lost to James Madison University in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. So, I mean, this is a powerhouse FCS team. Mm-hmm. No surprises. You're going to see Weber in the top 10, as they always are. Um, but, like we said, there's a at least an inkling of a potential. There is a world where SU goes into this game 3-0, and feeling themselves getting to host um, Weber State uh, here at the Eccles Coliseum in Cedar City. This is a, a very, very exciting game. I think this is the one that everybody has marked on their calendars. I would agree. I, I think other than women's gymnastics in BYU, maybe. Yes. Uh, college football, when it comes to college football, Weber State and SUU, that's the biggest rivalry on campus. And then, yeah. of course, you got Weber State uh, and SUU in men's basketball. Of course. Um, but But – we talk about it. You're absolutely right. It will be the talk of SUU for two straight weeks um, if they're allowing fans, which we hope and pray they will. Um, it, it can be as packed. It probably will be as packed as it can be. Yes. Uh, and and we'll definitely have that that home field advantage. Keep in mind, too, Connor, uh, Weber State has a new quarterback uh, coming up. Yeah. Uh, their previous quarterback, Constantine, finished at his last season the year previous, um, so new quarterback. They still got that powerful running game. The thing with Weber, though, is like if the kid can throw it 25 yards, you're probably fine uh, because you can just run for mm-hmm. five or six pretty much every time you do it. So that would be a game to get hyped for. And even in the game last season, they only lost 29-14 to 14 up in Weber. They were very competitive for the entirety of that game. Yeah, Weber blew it out a little bit like in the third quarter or in the second quarter, and SU couldn't recover, but that's a – a very favorable result um, against a team that that's good, only lose by a couple scores. It, it should have been a blowout, honestly. Yeah. It should have been, but SU always makes it competitive. Yeah, and Weber State's schedule is pretty similar to SUU's. They have Idaho State, NAU, and Northern Colorado, but they have to play UC Davis and Montana, who I would say are definite upgrades over Idaho and Cal Poly on mm-hmm. SUU's schedule. So mm-hmm. there's just, I mean, who knows, maybe a Weber loses focus for one of those games if we win against Weber we end up five and one or something sure and Weber ends up five and one and we share the the conference title or something or sure. they they have a tough game at Montana and they they lose go four and two I mean uh, the road to the playoff exists if SU is as good as we are hoping that they will be right right, right. We, we talk a lot about these teams you know having new quarterbacks I've mentioned it a couple times SUU is also having getting a new quarterback yes. this this season as well. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, with that said, the path is clear. Like you said, Connor, we should we should be able to pull it out. Yes. So just through the last two games at NAU on on April third, another two and six team. Uh, SU beat NAU thirty one to thirty here in Cedar. It was a really ugly, <laughs> hard fought game, um, but SU was able to take the win there, and I think. They should carry all the momentum 
um, from last season's victory to the game in Flagstaff with, I think, a more full squad. And then they have to go and finish the season here in Cedar City against Idaho, who was another. They finished 3-5 and five in conference last season, 5-7 and seven overall. Um, not a super-duper impressive output for them last season. So there's a, a lot of possibilities. I mean, but like you say, so much is up in the air, not only with the fans, but with just whether we'll see have a season at all, the way mm-hmm. COVID cases are going, mm-hmm. whether um, there will be fans, whether you will have your full team week to week. That's something we've seen from all these Power right. 5 schools. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had to sit out two weeks after contracting COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So so something we'll keep an eye on, um, but don't want to spend too much time on SU football because we actually had some other schedule reveals this week, including the women's volleyball team who has announced their fall or their uh, spring schedule after they had to have fall activities postponed due to COVID-19. Um, the initial impressions, uh, the women's ba- volleyball schedule will be pretty similar to what the men's and women's basketball schedule is where they will play a back-to-back in the same arena against a team twice. So they start out January 31st at Idaho and then February 1st, they will play at Idaho once again. The next week, February 7th, they host Montana. And then the next day they play Montana again on February 8th. And it'll be just like that throughout the rest of the season. February 14th at Weber, February 15th at Weber, February 21st, Portland State here. February 22nd, Portland State here. Um, so it's a slightly shortened schedule um, after a, a very competitive season last year in which they made the Big Sky Conference Tournament for the first time since 2015. Coach Pete Hoyer and his assistant Lorel, his wife, uh, finishing 15 and 16 is the best record they had. they've had in a long time, and they're now going into their third year, which is, as we mentioned with the women's basketball team previously, the, typically the, the most difficult in a rebuild because you really are starting to build with your own players. Um, and they were great last season. They had Shannon Webb who finished second team, all big sky. Um, it's going to be an interesting season for the women's volleyball team. It will. I, you know, they started off hot last year. Uh, they went five and zero, I believe yes. uh, in their first five games. Uh, they slowed due to injury. Uh, they, they had yes. a lot of injury trouble last year. I'm wondering if COVID their, their length and rest, if you will, might help with some of those injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it does, you know, it's it's only a positive for the Hoyers and and the women's volleyball team. Uh, Coach Hoyer, uh, he was asked earlier this year uh, what he anticipated for the spring season rather than the fall season. And he, and he did say that he expected the, the season to be abbreviated, and it did get about cut in half. Um, it looks like, Connor, that they're going to play just about every team in the conference no non-conference games yes uh the only team left out is sacramento state i don't think we we i don't see them on the schedule so i don't think that they'll be playing sacramento state um are they gonna have a tournament do you yes they will have a a a tournament was announced um will take place in Greeley, colorado from march 31st to april 2nd for the top eight teams um so that'll be a slightly expanded playoff field i believe um so a chance for su to follow up on what was a very successful actually no that's the same as it's been in previous years but um su finished an eight and ten in conference last season if you can i think if you split the games you're probably going to make the playoff again um, i know the hoyers pay very close attention to detail and practice they've been working the girls hard um in the fall we'll see how that translates over to the spring um 
And like you mentioned, they're a solid team last year, but they did rely pretty heavily on Shannon Webb to mm-hmm. get points on the outside. She was a transfer from American University, just a mercenary, came here, was an excellent player, um, one of the most skilled hitters I've ever seen. And now you have the challenge of replacing her. And I think the first player you look at with the with replacing that production is Stacy Hone, the Snow College transfer, who was Big Sky Honorable Mention um, last season. Just a really impressive player, hits the ball with a ton of power, and I think she'll have an increased role, kind of be the primary offensive option. And then another Snow College transfer, Andrea, Andriana, excuse me, Adriana McKee. No. Adriana? Andriana? Uh, Andriana, sorry, Andriana, I'm sorry if I messed your name up, but I'm excited to see you play another Snow College transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in the Stacy Hone type of pipeline. Um, Reagan Ashby also returning a mid-blocker. Mackenzie Dowell has had great career here at SUU. You bring Sade Cintron, the setter back, Karen yeah, Peterson you also. Yeah, Cintron sisters too. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be a, a, a talented group, and I think that they will they will be ready for this abbreviated season. Like you mentioned, Pete Hoyer has been preparing for it. Yep, yep, he has. Uh, he's... He's had longer than he ever has <laughs> before to prepare for a season. <laughs> yes. um, he did mention uh, in an interview that he uh, he gave, uh, not to me, but that he gave that he and his wife had have, have had a lot of time to just kind of relax a little bit, kind of get their bearings here in Cedar City. And I think that'll help them become better coaches as well. I mean, they're great coaches, don't get me wrong, but anytime you get that alone time that extended yeah. rest even for coaches we talk about it all the time for players but coaches need rest as well uh they're, they're gonna come back with uh more motivation i think uh than before to to really make a statement and yeah they do have a few transfers and yeah they they lost shannon webb but you know it's a well-coached team yeah. it's a well-coached team and and I'm, I'm 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 pretty confident in them yeah i think the you're, you're absolutely right kelton i think the the big highlights from the schedule um, SU gets to host Montana, who was a playoff team last season. They start by going to Idaho on January 31st. The season actually starts a week earlier. Every team gets one week off um, during the season. And unfor- I think actually somewhat unfortunately, mm-hmm. SU gets their break on the very first week of the season. So they basically have an eight-week sprint where they're going to be playing these 20 games. Um but nice to have Montana at home. They'd go to Weber State, who ended up finishing second in the Big Sky, um, which will be a very difficult game. They go to Northern Arizona, but they get to host Idaho State, who's another very solid team. Um, and no Northern Colorado on this schedule. Oh, there you go. That was which the other team. Which is very, very favorable because Northern yeah. Colorado was the best team in the conference by far last season, finishing 17-1 and in conference play. So that's, a, that's pretty huge for SUU to not have to face uh, – that huge front line that they have um and they get eastern washington at home to end the season so it's going to be a good balance thing really tough to project again because you know somebody gets sick your your key outside hitter or your setter Mm -hmm. or your opponent's setter gets sick and that just could completely change the face of a match so um look for a lot of versatility from the team being willing to to try out new positions and things and i think the hoyers will have them nice and ready uh going forward but Again, that's not the only schedule. We had three schedule reveals last week for SU Athletics. Is women's soccer also announcing what they'll be doing for the spring? Why don't you walk us through it, Kelton? Yeah, so I'm just pulling it up right here. Uh, looks like they're going to get started in March. Um, 
where they are opening up here in Cedar City against Idaho. Um, and then let's see, how many games did they, they, are they looking to play? So it's a good amount. I should have counted before we started. <laughs> it looks like nine. Yep, yes. About nine games. Um, you know, they, they play just about everyone in the conference. They have a new coach this season, Connor. Yes. Um, coach Kai coach Edwards. Kai Edwards, yep, yeah, coming from Cal. So uh, really interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see how they, they play underneath uh, coach, coach Kai. It, yes. We'll see. We'll so see. They, they get one game against every opponent um, that is sponsoring soccer. Um, and they actually have a little bit of a home stretch. So they, they start on March 12th, which um, if you've ever been to a late season soccer game you know that they are cold and windy and miserable i think that those first couple games might uh they might have wished to go to to southern california like <laughs> like, <laughs> like, football. like football gets to <laughs> um but that's that should be okay but it, the, what's interesting about the start is they play march 12th and march 14th which basically means they have like a back-to-back and in soccer you very rarely play mm-hmm. um that recently so squad rotation will be important for kai edwards um going to Weber State, going to Idaho State. And then they get three home games in a row. They host Northern Arizona March 28th, host Ag State on April 2nd, and host April 4th, Portland State. So that's a marathon. That's three three games in, what, six days there? Um, And then traveling to Montana and to Northern Colorado. SU finished last in the Big Sky Conference, tied for last with Idaho State last season. Uh, Got one win, finished 1-6-2 and 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 1-15-2 overall. Just struggled to score goals, but like you said, new conference or new coach, mm-hmm. uh, very experienced, been in the game for a long time. Head coach at St. Mary's for five years, um, had a very important role at the University of California at Berkeley, assistant coach at Michigan, 2018, um, bringing a lot of good energy. Already got some some exciting faces from the northwest of of the U.S., which is a soccer hub. Um, coming in as freshmen, that will probably have a role to play right away. Um, but a very young team, only four upperclassmen yeah. on this roster. Um, Ali Carlisle is the only senior. Um, Emily Ong, Kennedy Jex, the only juniors. And then Rachel Hunt, who is a, a new player who transferred from Snow College, is the other junior. So really, really young team, which is exciting for Coach Edwards. If he can keep everybody here, mm-hmm. work with them for three or four years, you know, um, you'll have something really special in a couple years from now. Um, but you got to get there. Yeah, you got to get there, and and no no conference uh, championship tournament. I think that's something notable uh, about the schedule release. No conference championship tournament. Yes. Uh, they did leave the last week of the season, April fifteenth, open for any games that might need to be rescheduled uh, due to COVID. We saw the si- similar things, you know, in, in the NFL. They yes. teams were sacrificing their bye week, so to speak, to. Um, to, to make up those games. So similar situation here, but there will be a, a conference winner or a conference champion of sorts just determined by regular season uh, record. Yes, so it's interesting that there's that extra time because the women's volleyball schedule does not note this explicitly, and I did not, I might have just missed that, but I did not notice that with the basketball or, so- or football schedules. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe just because it's such a sprint, they're saying, hey, if somebody has to miss a game, then we have to just put it toward the end of the season because we're not going to have time to go back and and replay. Um, oh, yeah, I think that's a really smart idea, though. You're playing nine games in a month, you know. So uh, I, I was I was thinking earlier as we were going over the volleyball schedule that wow, that's a lot of travel. You know, a week on, a week off. I think the soccer schedule travel is 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 worse. <laughs> yeah. So 
you go to Ogden and then two days later you're in Pocatello and then a week later you're back home <laughs> and then you go all the way out to Missoula and then two days later you have to play again in Greeley. Can Greenland. you imagine? It's a lot of travel. Yeah. Um, I think really it just you're, it's going to be more an example of resilience. Whoever's the most, <laughs> the team that can gut out the travel oh, man. Uh, will be, will have the best chance of success. But overall, um, I think you could have it worse. It could it could be a worse travel situation for them. They, it's it's not the most favorable, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So best of luck to Coach Kai Edwards as he tries to take that on. I think um, there's a talented group. You know, Gigi Pagani, uh, a player I know that Coach Kai Edwards is very excited about. So yes, as we look at the the women's soccer roster and at their schedule, I think that there's uh, plenty to build on as they approach the end of their season um got Isabel Whitmore coming back as their goalkeeper um Jalen Barton who I think had a, a nice season Amberly Hastings another good young player Amelia Powell's daughter there's a lot of good young um players that got a bunch of experience last season now time to build on that mm-hmm. and incorporate the new players some new transfers and things um I'm excited to see what coach Kai Edwards can do with this roster yeah, I agree. Uh, let's hope they can improve on on last year's performance. I think they went what Connor one and six and two, yes, uh, in conference. So um, hoping to build some momentum uh, with a new coach, with with some young faces going forward. Yeah, big priority for them will just be creating chances, getting goalward. Um, too many times they were trapped in their own half, uh, just pressed, mm-hmm. pressed and pressed and pressed, and couldn't get out and had a hard time getting goals especially with Mackenzie Lawrence who was actually the golden boot winner um, for conference play in Big Sky last season graduating uh, will be tough to replace her production but I mean everybody gets a year of eligibility back and um, the, we'll see what we'll see what they look like in the spring but um, I think that's about all we have for you on this week uh, episode of the Thundercast Kelton any final thoughts on our on SU athletics uh, just to build off what we said last week it'll be a fun spring um, I know we got a little bit of sad news with <laughs> with maybe no fans. We were really hoping that last week. There's still no determination made from SUU yet, so there's reason to keep hope alive. Um, but again, let's hope for a fun spring. Let's hope that we can get there. Um, that, yeah, that's that's all I got. I, I I'm looking yes. forward to I'm looking forward to the football season. I really am. I think it's very favorable for the football team. I think they can make some noise. I think we can get excited about football again. So uh, let's see what they can do. Yes, we are all hanging on the edge to see if any announcements about in-person fans come out for SUU after the Weaver State news. But we will be back next week with more Thundercast action. Kelton, thank you for joining me. Audience, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.